All right, here we are back another month. It's March. We're going to talk about patience with middle schoolers and high schoolers. Beth already has her eyes closed and is shaking her head. (laughs) So Beth, introduce yourself so we can get started on this one. Oh my goodness. Yeah, patience. Okay. I am Dr. Beth Tramal. I'm a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at IU East, Indiana University East. Uh, And I also direct the master's in mental health counseling program there. So I'm trying to raise more great therapists for the world. That's great because we certainly need them. My name is Leslie Bolser and I am the creative director for Core Essentials. And I was just thinking as you introduced yourself and started talking, you know, we've been talking a lot about patients today recording these podcasts and working through curriculum and all the things that we do. And it just occurred to me that maybe everyone else is really good at patience and you and I are just the only two that really hate it and are bad at it. So I suppose this is a moment of vulnerability for us with any anybody who's listening. Um, and they're kind of like, what the heck? I'm great at this. <laughs> maybe it's just us. But anyway, if it's just us, that's all right. Um, but on the off chance that some of the rest of you struggle with patients or have teenagers who struggle with patients, let's chat about it a little bit. Beth, what do you have to say about patients with middle and high schoolers? Yeah. Okay. So our little guys and our elementary guys and gals um, are really not great at this patience, particularly the immediate waiting for something they want, right? Yeah. As our kids get older, our teens and tweens have much more self-control. So the weight and showing patience, while they still may have moments where they're not great at it, they are able to kind of just stand and have you finish whatever conversation you're in and then be able to um, just patiently wait until they're moving forward. So I think for the middle and high schoolers, we're talking about a longer wait. We're talking about a longer patience, right? Like... I want this thing in my life. I want to make the team. I want to make, you know, go to my, my college of my choice or whatever. So it, patience takes on kind of a slightly different uh, viewpoint, right? When we think about middle and high schoolers. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. As you were talking, I was thinking about, um, you know, the things we've talked about with the preschool and the elementary kids and how what we want to avoid in the home is th- the quick interruptions, the asking mommy for a drink 20 times. That's not going to happen, you know, when they're in seventh, eighth, ninth grade. Um, but the world around them really begins to change at that age. And things do become so much more future focused and so much less present focused. I feel like I see that. Um, in my peers and in the, in the world that my kids live in. And so I think a lot of times what we're asking them to be patient for, like you said, isn't stuff that's happening today. It's stuff that's happening either in the next year or two, or even farther down the road for that. That's the language that they hear at school. That's the language that they hear in the world around them and, and even in a lot of our homes. So I think you're, I think you're right on. Um, so what do we do? How can we sort of frame this idea of patience as kids are looking into their future. Yeah. So one thing that comes to mind with my own daughter is she is kind of an old soul in some ways, you know, she's sort of like, uh, she's 13 and she's like, I just really wish that I could just like be a grown up already, you know, like she's kind of mature for her age. And so one of the things that I tell her with patience is to just enjoy the moment 
the season of life that you're in. And it's almost like a constant reminder about this season of patience for her as she wants to just go to college and, you know, live in an apartment. She just desperately wants to do all these grown up things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. I think, you know, if we could say one thing I would hope people would take away, it's that it's just to help your kids be present in the moment and to recognize that um, even being 13 is, it's a really great thing to be right. It's it's hard to, it's hard to think that when you're 13, but it really is. I was, um, this is kind of slightly unrelated, but I'm going to try to make it relate. I don't even know where I learned about this, but I learned about this thing in aviation called the one in 60 rule. And um, I'm super bad at math and I, I have no business flying, but Um, I believe that it's something about if an airplane takes off um, and flies 60 miles and when they set their course, when they first take off, if they're off by just one degree in 60 miles, if they land, they'll land one full mile off course from where they intended to land originally. So if you multiply that out by how far planes normally go, which is not 60 miles, it's hundreds of miles, they would end up many, many miles off course by the time they landed. And so if you think about just that one degree, that one tiny little little bit of space in that initial takeoff, um, and you translate that into patience. So if you have a kid, a middle school or a high school kid like yours, who's looking to the future, excited about something, maybe it's a driver's license, maybe it's um, staying out later, having some other level of responsibility. It could be getting into a college that they're really excited about, um, playing a sport in a college. It could be joining the military, getting a certain job. It could be so many things that they're already starting to think about and picture themselves in. Um, I just think about this, the time of waiting is not only about being present, which is fantastic, it is, but it's also about what do you do in that waiting that doesn't take you off course for what you hope for yourself or for what you want in your future. How do we talk to kids about that, having that really long-term goal that seems so far away and what we do with the patients in the meantime. Well, I think the first thing is to remember that patience doesn't mean stagnant. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You're, you're not just standing still when you're being patient for the next thing to come. Right. So I think as we are helping our teens and tweens think about, okay, this is my long-term goal. This is the thing I'm looking forward to that I am kind of impatient about getting to. It's okay, what are we going to do in the meantime, as we are patiently waiting, it doesn't mean we're just laying around. And even to use the aviation kind of metaphor, I mean, I'm certainly no pilot, but if they didn't continue to monitor their course, yeah, they're not just sitting back and being like, whoa, y'all, I think I said it at the beginning. (laughs) I think we're going to get there. Yeah, right. So I think that is such a good metaphor to remember that as I'm on my journey on this flight to where I want to go, I am continuing to move along the journey, doing things that set me up toward that uh, end goal. So if it's, I want to be a basketball player, then it is continuing to work on developing your game. If it's, I want to be a musician, then it's continuing to work on that craft. And I think it's also that other people may be watching our waiting. So there are a lot of great character 
traits yeah. that can come out of us when we're waiting. Yeah. yeah. And maybe some not so good character traits that come out when we're trying to be patient. And yeah. so our parents are watching, our mentors are watching, our teachers are watching, our coaches are watching. And so our teens and tweens may need some coaching and some modeling and some like talking explicitly about, okay, so while you're at practice, what are you doing while you're waiting for your turn to go? Yeah. While you're waiting for your coach to finish talking through what the strategy is. Are you looking at them in their eyes? Are you paying attention? Are you nodding your head, letting them know that you agree with them? All of that is showing good patience in an active way. Yeah, I love that. I think that's, that's really, really good. My girls are both in this age range. I have a middle schooler and a high schooler. Um, and I noticed just as you're talking about having those conversations and I'm thinking about, you know, my modeling or, or lack of modeling of patients as well and what they see in me. And I noticed um, that recently, both of them have said something like, hey, I know I can tell you're really busy, but, and I, I won't be really busy, right? Like I won't be really actively doing anything that's, that's very busy, but I'm clearly giving them the vibe that I, that I have no time for whatever it is that they want from me. Um, and so I just think about how I also can, as a parent, display that patience or check my own behaviors um, to make sure that I'm moving the right direction in my waiting as well and not standing still in my waiting and also not getting myself off course as a parent in my waiting. Yeah. And I think there's so much discernment to be had here in terms of what does waiting look like? What does patience look like? Because in a variety of different settings, patience is going to look really different. And so the reason I kind of have a a love-hate for this word (laughs) and, and that we're talking about it is because it's hard, but that we have to keep talking about it. Everything in life requires patience of some sort. And so if we're not actively having conversations with our teens who are going to become adults soon then we're setting them up to not be good at this and they're going to need to be. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's certainly a job requirement. I can't think of a job um, or a work environment where you would want someone who was impatient (laughs) in dealing with others. It's, it probably doesn't exist, right? Definitely. Yeah. Well, this is a tough one for sure. I think um, there's so much to think about as a parent and our own levels of patience from our car to our home. Um, and then for our kids level of patience, it's almost, um, it's almost a moment to have a goal setting conversation and a, what things might get you off course and what things might keep you on course conversation. Um, as you talk about patients for things that they want later or what now, but they just can't have until they're later. So this was really great. Thank you. This is like a little mini therapy session. Once again, um, let's tell people how they might be able to, to get a hold of us if they want to know more about what we do. Yeah, that's great. Um, my website is makewordsmatterforgood.com. And folks can find me on Facebook, MWM with kids. And I was thinking one last thing that our teens and tweens are able to have a conversation about this. So you might even just ask and then maybe share on your own end, like, what is it that makes it hard to be patient? What are the moments that are especially hard? Because our kids know, I mean, they're able to identify, yeah, like, I just, 
I can't be patient when it's this, or I'm better at patience when it's this. So that might be a place to just start the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a great suggestion. Um, and you can find out more about Core Essentials at coreessentials.org or um, on social media at CE Values. And we'd love to hear from you. If this is something that you and your family are particularly great at and you have some suggestions, share it with other parents. And if you have more questions, reach out to us. We'd love to talk about those um, in, in future episodes. So thanks for tuning in and we will see you guys in April. Yeah. Yeah.